Welcome to The Author Show, where we feature new authors and books from fiction to self-help and everything in between. You'll find it all at theauthorshow.com. That's theauthorshow.com. And now let the show begin. Hello and welcome back to the show. This is your host, Don McCauley. Today we're welcoming in the program author Joseph M. Leonard, and he is the author of Terror Strikes. Before I bring in today's guests, a quick reminder that selected interviews are available on our iPhone app, which can be downloaded in the App Store, as well as on TV on the Roku channel and Amazon Fire TV. Our app name on all platforms is simply The Author Show. Joseph, how are you? I'm doing well. How about you today? Good. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Well, I'm 58, been a lifelong Michigan resident. As much as I hate the winters, I do love the area, so I stay. I'm a former IT guy and been writing my whole life. So it's been a passion. So I'm glad to finally be able to bring a complete work, Terror Strikes, to the public. So tell us about your book. Well, Terror Strikes is not just a book but a book within a book, and people are familiar with that story concept. But it is also beyond that a new and innovative thing, a blog within a book. Because my lead, Martin, who is a newspaper man, uses his previous blogs that he's written as source material into the book. So Terror Strikes also not only acts as a history lesson and a warning, but concepts of not just those lost, but survivor's guilt and other related issues surrounding violent acts affecting everyday life. Now, who did you write your book for specifically? Who's your target audience? I wrote it for both young and old. I'm hoping that this is a book that will spur some conversation, not just about terrorism, but a lot of sub-themes, so that people might read it and the historical parts share the book and have discussions with, like, kids in high school that aren't getting a lot of this information since we don't quite teach history like we used to in the schools. It's also for male and female. This is not a Rambo kind of movie. It's shoot them up, blood and guts everywhere. So men and women can and will equally like it for the religious and the non-religious, political and not political. I don't try to dwell on any of those particular issues to death, but you can't have an honest book, an honest conversation about terrorism without those elements, because those are the motivations as to why they want to kill us. Now, could you say there's any type of central message or perhaps underlying theme that you would say runs throughout your book? Yes. Do not be an ostrich, per se. If the ostrich wanders onto the train tracks, hears a noise, decides to bury its head in the tracks, isn't going to stop it from being bowled over by the train just because it doesn't see it coming. So if you had to choose, what would you say is the single most important idea you're sharing in your book that's really going to add value to the reader's life? To be awake, to be alert to everything that's going on, but yet still live your life to the fullest as best as possible. We do not know how long this earthly existence will remain for us. So if you could compare your book with any book out there we might already be familiar with, which book would it be and why? Well, this is kind of difficult to answer, but for books-wise, Clancy novels, minus the Jack Ryan. I did not write a 500-page book 
I wanted something manageable and fairly inexpensive and yet still entertaining. So think of it more in terms of a movie or a TV series, a cross between the Clancy novel turned film, Some of All Fears About Terrorism, and Deep Impact, which is about, you know, what did the government know? When did it know it? Are they telling us everything they do know? So tell us about some of the characters in the book. Well, my main lead, again, his name is Martin, and he's a Detroit newspaper man. So we journey through this book with him, meet his wife, Hope, his three daughters, his friend, Nicholas, who works for the FBI or Homeland Security, and their friendship. Nicholas helps Martin along his journey to try and write his own book called Terrorist Tracks. Hence, the book within the book as we follow him on his journey to discovery. So, do you think terrorism has gone on hiatus during this COVID lockdown? Unfortunately, there are a lot of people that I think believe that, but it is an absolute myth. I usually use DuckDuckGo or Jibberoo as my search engine, but I urge people if you don't think my book is important for this time and here and now, because you haven't seen it on the news about terrorism every day like we used to, go to google.com slash alerts and set up a Google alert for terror strikes. Now, that's not a ploy to then flood your inbox with information about my book. It really is to then give you a daily digest reminder of all the terrorism that's going on out there still that you just weren't made aware of through the general traditional media because they've been focused on the Wuhan virus paranoia, even though there's a 99.8% survivability rate. Now, the New York City Broken Windows Policing Program, uh, what is that and could that have prevented, say, 9-11? Rudy Giuliani, when he became New York City mayor, instituted a get-tough-on-crime approach that has since been dubbed the broken windows policing policy. And what that means is the opposite of the old saying, don't bleep the small stuff. Well, you do. If you pay attention to the small stuff, you prevent the bigger stuff. Say, for example, the 9-11 hijackers overstaying their visa. If we had a national broken windows policing policy and sweat the small stuff, they would have been deported. Now, maybe we would have only gotten three of the four of the pilots and only a few of the musclemen that day. But imagine if they would have only been able to hijack one plane. It still would have been a major tragedy, but it wouldn't have been the complete disaster and utter devastation that they produced. So what are Zizhas? Yeah, it's kind of like from World War II, the National Socialist Deutschland Arbeiter Party, we more often know them as Nazis. So I believe instead of calling them Islamic fundamental radicals, doesn't roll off the tongue very well. It's not easy to have in conversation. I coined the term Gijas, which stands for Global Islamic Jihadist Interim Army Soldiers. So like we would call them Nazis, we call them Gijas. It's just an easier flow 
So why did you decide to write a book on this topic now? Because the Wuhan virus has kind of taken all the headlines, and people who swore to never forget after 9-11 have kind of gone back to their couch in a sense of complacency, even though, like I said, if you set up a Google alert for terror strikes, you'll see the rude reality is that terrorism hasn't gone away. It's still there. And burying your head in the sand isn't going to stop you from the train barreling down the track about to run you over. It's something to be aware of. And this book provides a reminder to that. Because like the Waukesha, Wisconsin Christmas Parade, they sure weren't expecting terrorism to occur. But a man, and this goes back to the broken windows policy, had he been arrested for using the same vehicle to attempt to run down his significant other, he would have been behind bars and countless people would be alive today had he been locked up for a previous offense. So how would you classify this book? What genre is it? Well, that's another odd and difficult one to answer. And the main thing to impart here is don't let the title fool you. Terror Strikes. Well, it's obviously about terrorism, but that's not just what it's about. This is more than one thing at once. Think of Robert Ritchie. I'm from Detroit area. So is Robert Ritchie. People know him, of course, as Kid Rock. Well, people might think of him as a rapper or a rock star. In particular, he has a song that he did with Cheryl Crow called Picture. Well, that charted on the pop charts, the easy listening charts, the rock charts, all at the same time and country, because it was more than one thing, even though they've pigeonholed him. This book does not just about terrorism, but a lot of other sub-themes of great importance, like survivor's guilt of our first responders and PTSD, of our soldiers who are fighting and dying in the name of the war on terror. So did your environment or upbringing play any major role in your writing? My dad and my grandfather on my dad's side were both very creative people. And I think I kind of got that gene from them. They had bands. They had polka bands. Well, I'm not interested in polka banding, <laughs> but I was very interested in writing, and I did write and record a few songs, but, you know, that was before the days of Spotify, and you could put virtually anything up online. So I delved more into short stories. I've also written a novelette, but this one I felt compelled needing to come out now and is my first internationally published piece. So what's been your most rewarding experience since publishing your book? Well, you know, a lot of new and interesting people that I get to meet that would otherwise not come across via my life here in Michigan, like getting a chance to speak with you, Don. So how would you describe your writing style? Oh, that's, that's an interesting one. Unfortunately, in a word, it would be haphazard. And I say that because that's Martin's style in the book. Martin is going through a confusing time going through the research on terrorism to write his book, Terrorist Track, which is the book within the book. 
than to try it all together in some sort of cohesive adjacent storyline that can be followed. I tried to break the book up into separate pieces, separate chapters, so I'm not dwelling on one particular subject or subtopic at one time to create a flow, something for everybody approach. And I know the old saying, if you try to please everyone, you'll end up pleasing no one. I certainly hope that won't be the case with this book. So I tried to give a good, easy flowing storyline of fiction weaved in with historical fact into the book. Now your characters, are they pure fiction or did you draw from people you know in real life? Yes, there's some blending of people I know, but no one is purely used nor direct correlation intended in the book. As the saying goes, write about what you know. Well, borrow people from your life and make like they often do in true stories and movies. The characters aren't really the characters. They're meant to represent more than one character blended into one to tie the historical story together. So in your opinion, who should buy your book? Well, again, this is for young and old, and older folks, I hope, will read the book and then decide to share it with like a niece or a nephew or a grandchild that's in high school, because there's a lot in there they won't be getting or be aware of from their history classes in school. Because it seems now, unfortunately, in the school systems, they're more interested in teaching radicalism and raunch rather than the traditional reading, writing, and arithmetic, let alone any history. Do you have a website? Yeah, my website, I have two, terrorstrikes.info for the book. And I also have josephmleonard.us, which is my author website. But the best place to find out more about me is to start at terrorstrikes.info. I was hoping to get a .book extension. Those are being developed as a new internet extension, but unfortunately it wasn't available yet, so I had to go with terrorstrikes.info. Well, this has been just great. Our guest today has been Joseph M. Leonard, and he is the author of Terror Strikes. Joseph, thanks very much for being with us today. Thank you, Don, for having me. I greatly appreciate the opportunity, and I hope people will check out my book. Again, don't let the title fool you. There's a whole lot more going on in that book. Pick it up, peruse through it a bit. I'm sure you'll find something of interest in the reason to read it. This is Don McCauley wrapping up another edition of The Author Show. Go out there, buy the book today, and please share this interview with your friends so that they, too, have the opportunity to discover our guests and their work. The Author Show can be accessed at any time at theauthorshow.com. Plus, selected interviews can also be found on major platforms like Amazon Fire TV, the Roku Channel, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, and many more. And whether you're an author who would like to be featured or a reader in search of new books to read, The Author Show is a great place to start. Check us daily as we continue to introduce wonderful authors of very interesting books on The Author Show. Thanks for listening to The Author Show. Find out more about authors and their work at theauthorsshow.com. Theauthorsshow.com. Tune in next time to another great author on The Author Show.